episode 117 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Robert Hasty is the founding dean and chief academic officer of the Kansas Health Science Center. It's the new medical school going into downtown Wichita. Dr. Hasty joins us to talk about the need for another medical school, what his plans are, and how he got involved in the project. First, some notes about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. The big story, an update on the Business Journal's influencers program. Around 30 people split into three groups, leadership, community involvement, and business development. After nearly a year's worth of work, two of the three groups put together projects they wanted to work on. We talked to the participants and outline what they've been working on this week. That coverage begins on page 12. Also this week, Shelby Reynolds writes about getting up early so she could shadow the guys in charge of making sure the scooters downtown are working and in place. Dr. Hasty, have you ridden the scooter yet? Not yet, but I want to. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to get injured very quickly doing that. You might be shocked to know some people kind of misuse those scooters. Shelby's got the story on page 10. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Joseph Wright. He's the CEO of XL Industries. He's the first person since the early 1960s outside the Mullet family to run the company. That's on page 19. This week's list, Wichita area advertising agencies. We're ranking this one by employees. Page 6. We can help your business grow. Each week, we provide new real estate deals, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our lead section starts this week on page 14. Back to talk with Dr. Robert Hasty in a moment. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit equitybank.com. Dr. Robert Hasty is the founding dean and chief academic officer of the Kansas Health Science Center. It's the new medical school in downtown Wichita that we've been writing about. Welcome, doctor. Appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, thanks so much, and it's exciting to be here. Before we get details of the med school, tell us about you. Where'd you grow up? So, so I grew up in uh, South Florida. I was uh, sort of the, the, the poor kid in the uh, rich kid's town in Boca Raton, Florida. Oh, really? You know, a single mom. She wanted to give us opportunities. So uh, I, I was born in the Midwest but um, in Indiana, but, I, um, uh, but we moved down in elementary school on the way up in South Florida. So how did you get interested in medicine? Where did that bug bite you? So, you know, I, you know, some folks, you know, kind of grow up, um, you know, thinking they want to become a physician. And I don't think that, you know, when I was growing up, I ever thought I, I could. And, uh, you know, when I uh, started doing well academically, um, actually, you know, late high school, early college, uh, especially early college, um, um, you know, I, I was inspired actually by a, by a nurse um, who um, actually she said that she wanted all of her kids to go to medical school and uh, none of them were. And, and I, I realized that, you know, it's, you know, kind of a calling. Right. And uh, so, yeah, my life uh, changed uh, forever. Where did you go to medical school? At Nova Southeastern University College of Osteopathic Medicine. It's uh, based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's the largest private um, uh, medical school in the southeast of the United States. And uh, they've had a, an incredible medical school for about 40 years. You did residencies? Yeah, I did a my residency in internal medicine at Mount Sinai um, in Miami. Okay. Uh, they say that there's a, a Mount Sinai in New York, but we always say the real Mount Sinai is in, <laughs> in Miami. Right. 
And uh, did you establish a family practice at that point, or? So, so I, um, I, I'm an internist, okay. and um, um, I was uh, very early into the hospitalist movement. So I was a hospitalist at, um, on the west coast of Florida, you know, initially at a place called Lee Health uh, System, you know, a very large uh, uh, healthcare system on the west coast of Florida. And um, I did that for a couple of years, but, you know, people say that they have calling for different things. I mm-hmm. mean, I literally um, woke up one day and realized that I wanted to go to medical education, make an impact on future physicians. And uh, so I took a, a $100,000 pay cut. Actually, I went back to my alma mater, Nova Southeastern University, right. and uh, became um, uh, you know, a faculty member and, um, and then just kind of moved up the, uh, the food chain. What was it that, that made you make that, that change? What inspired you to go into academia working at a medical school? So, you know, I, um, I love practicing medicine. I, I still do. And uh, although I guess it's been a little bit since I practiced, uh, it's an incredible life to become a physician. And I felt that the impact I would have would have a multiplier effect on so many if I could, um, uh, you know, go back and teach the next generation of physicians and uh, inspire them in ways to become excellent physicians and, and focus on high quality. And, um, you know, it's, um, you know it, it's been an incredible opportunity. What happened after that? Uh, I'm building up toward Idaho. Was that? I think Idaho was your first foray into actually creating a medical school. Well, technically the second. So I was at okay. my alma mater for about eight and a half years, and I did all sorts of things, everything from a, the vice chair of the department to uh, uh, starting up residency programs, fellowships, um, uh, teaching you know multiple courses, course directors, you know those type of things over the years. And a friend of mine actually uh, recruited me to uh, a place called Bowie's Creek in North Carolina. Uh, home of Campbell University, a 127-year-old, um, 137-year-old now, uh, faith-based university. They wanted to start the first osteopathic medical school in North Carolina. So my friend John uh, Kaufman, Dr. Kaufman, uh, the founding dean there, uh, needed um, um, an associate dean. And uh, so I became one of his associate deans and, um, you know, really kind of uh, learned, uh, you know, firsthand what it's like to create a medical school, you know, serving a, you know, incredible purpose there, especially rural and underserved North Carolina. And, uh, so I was there for about three years and, you know, we did some incredible work developing residency programs and, um, really, you know, advancing our mission there. And then I, I got, um, a call from Idaho, uh, to become, uh, well, at first we didn't even know where the school was going to be placed with Montana versus Idaho. And so I got uh, the opportunity to be the founding dean at the Idaho College of Osteopathic Medicine or ICOM. So it's Idaho's first medical school. And, uh, Idaho ranks 49th in terms of physicians per capita. Mm. Incredible, um, you know, underserved, um, you know, needs, especially rural area. You know, Kansas, you know, we think that we're rural here. You know, you go out to, you know, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, it's, really rural it's way there. open up there yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh but you know in a state like that that ranks 49th in terms of physicians per capita um you know i was very proud to you know uh, create the team you know we created the, the state's first medical school of its own and um it um you know saw some some incredible uh, uh opportunities that we gave to to folks to become physicians and uh, eventually it's going to make a major uh game changer for the whole whole region up there and then i i you know th- th- this opportunity here kind of presented itself and, um, you know, my family thinks I'm nuts for, you know, considering, uh, you know, being in the medical school starting business. It's a, right. not a job for the faint of heart, for right. sure. And they think I'm nuts because the, uh, the amount of work it also entails. Uh, but I figured, 
you know, you know, we definitely have a huge need for more medical schools and certainly more physicians here in the United States. And um, and I think that you know the um, you know there's a limited period of time you know where we're going to be able to continue to grow medical schools. And I figured this would be a, a major opportunity. But and there's only been three other people that have created been the founding dean for two medical schools, and uh, to be the founding dean for. Um, uh, you know, two medical schools. I guess I'm going to be one of the four. Right. Uh, so it was, it was just an opportunity I couldn't turn down. And of course, you know, the need here in uh, Kansas, uh, you know, 40th in terms of physicians per capita, tremendous rural and underserved um, um, needs here in the state and the whole region, really. And um, it, it was just, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, we talked about callings. This is another calling that I had. So. Talk about the research you did. Obviously, you knew about uh, the University of Kansas Medical School up in Lawrence and the branch that's here in Wichita. Um, talk about uh, your research, what you found out, and and why you still think there's a need in Wichita and in, in the state for another medical school. Yeah, so great question. And, and KU is a, a great medical school. You know, we're um, we're blessed in America by having you know some some great medical schools, uh, many great medical schools, and KU is one of those great medical schools. And they've been serving the the region for over a hundred years. And uh, you know, as far as I can tell, they've been doing a great job as mm-hmm. a medical school. Uh, we, um, you know, I, I feel that um, you know, for about every one point five million in population, you kind of need. A medical school here we have about three million population in the state of uh, kansas and of course the the data you know is pretty compelling right i mean we rank 40th in terms of physicians per capita uh we have um health um organizations ho- uh community hospitals closing in rural kansas and uh there's a there's a huge need there's people that you know are getting their um, access to physicians not met and of course this is in the context of a growing nationwide shortage of physicians. By 2032, we're going to have somewhere between 50 and 100,000 uh, physician shortage uh, nationwide, uh, partly because of the silver tsunami mm-hmm. uh, that's approaching us with the baby boomers retiring, um, but um, a lot of other needs, uh, you know, of folks, um, you know, that need, need you know, high-quality physicians. So I think that, um, you know, we're, we're, we're doing, you know, incredible work. And, and, of course, you know, I think that the, the entire profession understands and appreciates the need for uh, more physicians, more medical schools, um, and uh, but of course nobody ever wants uh, you know one in their backyard, and right. you know and I and uh, you know when I met with the you know the local campus dean, uh, Dr. Menz, uh, Dean Menz, you know, uh, great guy. I mean, I, I think we actually see things. Uh, at least I, I feel that we see things you know very similarly in a lot of ways. He's a you know quality uh, quality person, and um, I think uh, does a great job. Uh, and his, his medical school does a great job. Um, but I told him, uh, you know, I, I think I'd feel the same way as he if I were in his shoes. And uh, it's important for us to be empathetic, um, uh, being the, the new kids on the block and, you know, coming here. Um, but at the end, it's going to make such an incredible difference, especially if we can collaborate, uh, move forward, um, try to, um, um, you know, impact um uh, the region give more opportunities for Kansans and, and the region to become physicians and and impact the rural and underserved areas. I think it'll make a you know a big difference. And and of course, you know, I, I know the the business community for uh, Wichita Business Journal, you know, they're just hugely excited. You know, the statistic, um, and we're we're getting a uh, economic feasibility uh, study performed right now. Um, but based on similar schools, it's about you know fifty million dollars a year of economic impact it will have. So in twenty years, it'll be a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, assuming that our economic impact will come in uh, similarly, 
And, you know, there's not too many other businesses that come to town that can have a billion dollar impact in the next 20 uh-huh. years. So we're, um, you know, we appreciate the reason why the business community has embraced this so, so much. And, um, and of course, we're excited about what it's going to do to the downtown Wichita and the region. Your discussion with Dr. Minns, do you feel like it went well? And how did you come away from, from that meeting? You know, I, I was inspired, um, you know, with him. I was inspired with um, KU and what they're doing. Um, again, I think it's it's a good organization, et cetera. I think that, um, um, you know, again, it's going to take, um, you know, uh, I, mean, I mean, I have to have some empathy to, you know, I mean, they don't want – when you're the only fish, you don't want another fish in your pond mm-hmm. uh, type of thing. And I also want to be very respectful of the good work that they've been doing. I mean, um, you know, for us to say that, you know, the state's 40th in terms of positions per capita, I mean, that could even be, you know, feel um, sensitive right. to an organization who's done so much good for so long, you know, here in the community. And, um, um, you know, we, we're going to be mindful and respectful of that and um, respectful of good work that they've done and, and are continuing to do. Are there parallels that you can draw uh, between your work to establish a medical school in Idaho and your work to establish a medical school here? You know, it, it, it's, it's an incredible opportunity uh, to start a new medical school. And you only get that opportunity once. Uh, and you can actually set the direction of the medical school really in perpetuity uh, in terms of, um, you know, being very focused on what's the physician of the future, you know, look like with how they're trained um, and, you know, how the culture of the medical school is, you know, and, you know, there's, you know, it's an incredible blessing, but it's an incredible responsibility too. And it's important, right? The culture of the medical school, you know, training, caring, and competent uh, physicians that are very empathetic um, to the patients, uh, that's something that you can only the best opportunity is to do that right from the start. Right. The opportunity to train the physician in the future, and we've been going around on listening tours throughout the state, talking to hospitals, physicians, um, nurses, physician assistants, nurse practitioners, healthcare providers throughout the state and the region, and the general public too. And, and, and we ask them, I always ask them the same question. It's going to be at least 10 years before we have a physician that's going to impact the community. And what does that physician of the future look like? And... We've, um, you know, spent a lot of time, you know, listening to folks and talking to them, and we're going to incorporate that into our curriculum, and we want to have the curriculum of the future, you know, one that's going to be incredibly innovative, uh, with a focus on creating a caring physician uh, that's going to be serving the needs of rural and underserved uh, folks in Kansas and the entire region, um, and um, um, and it's interesting what folks are saying. It's uh, uh, it's. Um, you know, we've learned a lot. Technology has to play a huge part in that in those decisions that you make on the on what you actually teach. They they are. You know, some of the things that that we're hearing in terms of technology. You know, there's some emerging technologies to make you know physicians. Um, you know, that may even impact the empathy of physicians. Right. Uh, in terms of um, you know simulation, uh, some of the virtual reality stuff uh, that's going into medical education is. Uh, is incredible. We were just at Oklahoma State University yesterday, learning about their, you know, learning from uh, their whole simulation team. Some of the things they're doing. It's, uh, I, I mean, if, if folks haven't seen a medical school recently, uh, some of the stuff that the, you know, 
folks are doing out there. It's just just incredible. And what we're we're going to do, and we want to be on the front edge of that, mm-hmm. and truly focus on training the physician of the future. You know, with this technology, with the virtual anatomy, with the virtual reality and augmented reality, and um, um, but with always the patient at the center and the focus. We reported that the Kansas Board of Regents gave you the go-ahead to proceed with the school. You're in the accreditation process. Has that happened yet? That's still ongoing? So the accreditation process is about a a seven-year process before we get full accreditation. Um, right now, we are just in applicant status. Uh, technically, our application um, you know, has been submitted uh, from the National Accrediting Organization that accredits um, osteopathic medical schools. Uh, we are, um, uh, um, you know, there's another step called the candidacy uh, uh, status that we have to get through uh, before we can even submit for the pre-accreditation uh, phase of that. And uh, we hope that we'll get, um, you know, go through those different levels and, you know, be able to start matriculating students in 2022. But yeah, starting a, a medical school, one of the, the biggest um, um, important things that, you know, we need to focus on is the accreditation. It's, uh, it's not an easy process. And they really focus on having a very, very um, uh, high quality medical school. And um, of course, you know, we want to be the best, sure, right? Sure. So um, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a challenge, but it's a, it's a good challenge. And it's uh, something that we're looking forward to um, to um, to beating their expectations. How many how many students at any one time at the at the school? So right now we are um, uh, applying for and hopeful that we'll um, uh, matriculate initially eighty five medical students per year, and we're hopeful that that will grow up to about one hundred seventy you know over the first few years, and eventually we'll be at one hundred seventy medical students per year. Now medical schools are you know four years um, you know traditionally, and um, usually the first two years are what's called preclinical where they you know basically get the skills, the knowledge the 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 you know, the, the wherewithal to be able to see patients uh, clinically. Now, sometimes, you know, you will have a little early clinical experiences in there uh, or, or some. Um, and then the third and fourth years are typically focused on getting the, the bedside skills, you know, those procedural skills, uh, those type of things before they graduate. And, of course, after they graduate, they have to uh, go on to a residency program to specialize in any of the different fields they want to. Think back to your years as a medical student. What did you take a look at and say, boy, if, if, if I had the opportunity to teach, if, to create the, uh, the classes and create the atmosphere, I'd change this, what would that be? Yeah, and, and you know, I think about that all the time, and, and, and obviously that's what we're trying to do. Um, you know, obviously, you know, um, putting the patient in the center, you know, focused on uh, a, a very caring, uh, developing very, you know, caring physician. Uh, I always thought that was incredibly important, and, and I think that's one thing that will never go away in medical education. Uh, having an environment that's uh, supportive and, um, um, you know, student, um, you know, friendly and having that medical student experience being, you know, excellent, I think has to be the center. I mean, you go in some medical schools uh, out there and the, and the culture is not always that way. You know, I mean, I've been in organizations where they have toxic cultures and uh, we, we want to have one that's incredibly supportive, incredibly caring, uh, that's going to support the needs for uh, the future physicians. And obviously, you know, the, the parts of the curriculum that a physician needs uh, today and in the future, you know, we've been hearing quite a bit about, you know, I can tell you, um, you know, most physicians don't get very much leadership skills mm-hmm. yet. They're expected to be the, the leader of the healthcare team. Right. Um, you know, traditionally, a lot of medical schools really hadn't taught a lot of team skills yet. 
you know, how can you be a great physician without interacting with, you know, the nurses, the nurse practitioners, the physician assistants, the respiratory therapists, the pharmacists, et cetera, and to work together, you know, for the patients. Uh, we, um, um, you know, certainly utilization, uh, making sure that, that we're using the resources, you know, in a very, you know, good steward fashion. Uh, and then we're not, you know, just, you know, giving, you know, um, you know, incredibly expensive treatments for things that don't need it or ordering tests that don't need to be uh, ordered. And, and having that embedded in the curriculum is, um, is, is incredibly important. Um, and, you know, of course, the legal aspects of it, you know, the uh, healthcare delivery aspects of it. Um, you know, becoming a physician now, it's, 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 it's an incredible opportunity, but there's a lot to know. Right. And the expectations, I think, now for physicians is, is higher than ever. Who are the other leaders you're working with on, on this project? So we have, um, you know, a team, obviously. It's, um, you know, right now we're, we're kind of a small internal team. So we only have, as of today, we only have three employees. It's myself, uh, our president, uh, Dr. Masson, Tiffany Masson, who's a, a psychologist by training. Uh, we have a... Um, um, uh, an executive assistant. That's our full-time employees, but but we actually have a full full team that that is ma- a major part of us. Uh, uh, we have a board that's um, uh, a lot of them are composed of the folks that were at the Riverside Foundation, uh, the the original Riverside Hospital here in Wichita. And right. they, they've been incredible. Uh, we have um, uh, TCS Education System, which is a nationwide uh, sort of a, a nonprofit university support system. Uh, it's based out of Chicago, so they can handle some of the the, the you know, the back office things like IT and um, uh, those type of things, uh, HR, you right. know, those type of things for us so that we can focus on, on um, you know, making the organization, right. you know, excellent. Uh, we have um, uh, great support, um, you know, from uh, our developer, Suda Takala, who actually was the visionary who actually had the idea of putting, a, uh, you know, the first medical school in the state in 100 years, mm-hmm. uh, you know, here in Wichita. And uh, she's just been just terrific and incredible. And we also have uh, uh, a lot of physicians and and, and new friends that we're, we're ma- making on a daily basis that uh, um, I think will make a big difference. Have you found Wichita to be a welcoming community? I have. Um, you know, I think the, I think uh, Wichitans, which it took me a while to, to, to get that down right, <laughs> you know, are, are incredible people. Um, they're, um, you know, they're um, honest people. They, um, um, you know, they are, are pretty transparent with how they feel about things. Um, they, um, you know, have that, that incredible, you know, ethic, the work ethic of the Midwesterns and, uh, they're good people and, and, and they deserve excellent physicians in the future. And, um, and it, and it, it's inspired, um, inspired me. And, uh, of course I'm excited to be part of the community now. We've written a lot about the, uh, the Kansas health science center, the new medical school down in, uh, in downtown Wichita. Uh, and we, I'm sure we'll write more and, uh, We'd like to have you back, too, on the podcast to get an update a little bit later on, too. The founding dean and chief academic officer of the Kansas Health Science Center, Dr. Robert Hasty. thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Back in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 117. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. We appreciate it. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, 
Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.